Hi, it's Laura. I'm here for horse lovers only. I think I got a bit overexcited there and maybe yelled into the microphone by accident. Sorry about that. I'm um, kind of trying to learn what the level of uh, talking normally but talking clearly into the microphone is. So I am going to talk a little bit about Maddie. Maddie Lyon and um, she is a um, the first foal from Lucy that was born while Lucy was with us and um, she was like born knowing how to pace uh, Lucy's a standard bred horse um, yeah harness racing horse and um, Maddie came out and she would pace around in the paddock and um, already kind of seemed to know what she was doing. Um, and so because we were on such a small area, we'd gotten a little track put in across one of the neighbours' yards. They never used their backyard, so they were fine with that. And um, so we had this track that... Um, We'd work Eki on, because we had Eki at that point, because Mum had decided she wanted to get back into driving. And so she got Eki as a getting her licence again for, for harness racing horse. And um, so she'd drive him round on the track. And Maddie actually, as a, a foal, would line herself up behind the cart and come running around behind or beside us as 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 um as mum or I worked Eki. Um so that was pretty awesome. Took me ages to get me in the into the um cart, but I did end up driving for a bit and um it is pretty pretty thrilling actually. I never drove in a race. I um I just drove for training them. But yeah, it's it's the wind rushing through your hair and cart sliding around the corner because it was such a small track with a tight corner at the top. Uh, it's pretty exciting. But yeah, Maddie, Maddie like came out born like she was just like this is this is what I do. This is what I'm I'm made for. And it's quite interesting because you get some horses where they're like, oh, I don't really want to. I don't really want to be a racehorse or I don't really want to jump jumps or but yeah some of them seem to be born like really for what they're bred for like they're, they're bred to be a racehorse or they're bred to to jump or they're bred for dressage and they're just really I guess there may be some of that um I'm not sure whether it's observation and there's other horse around them that are doing those things and so they learn from observation or whether there's some sort of like like memories of the past or something or like the breeding has has caused them to know what to do because there is a bit of an argument for that with the pacing because it's apparently not a natural like it's not a common gait that that horses are are always born with and when you've got the foals that have it, there's this debate whether they, because they've been bred from paces, from paces, from paces, whether they're born like that and they just, it's been bred into the breed, 
or um, that's an easy gait for them, or whether they learn it because they see their mum doing it and they see the other horses doing it, and so they copy them. So it's interesting. I, I'm not sure how much study's been done into that. It's quite, quite cool. Um, and, yeah, so Maddie, like, when we were teaching her to go in the cart and teaching her to have the gear on, she'd, um, she'd practically, like, at first she was a bit like, why, why do I need the gear on? But, like, she'd practically put it on herself after a bit and, um, and stand for it and, and yes, it was pretty amazing. Um... Yeah, she was was pretty amazing with that sort of thing. Um, uh, an unfortunate thing that happened with her was she got burnt out fairly young. She'd had a, a minor injury that meant she, she'd had like six weeks off in her training and we were going to like gradually bring her up, uh, exercise her up. Um, but, yeah, my dad at the time... Um, and I don't know whether it was, uh, it may have just been just because he didn't think that she'd be worked too hard going into one of the, one of the kind of learner races or whether, uh, whether it was because he didn't think that female horses were good races. So he kind of made it into a self-fulfilling prophecy. But um, he took her, like, after she'd had all that time off and wasn't fit and um, took her to one of the learner race things, didn't tell the guy, don't send her around with them for, you know, um, six, six, six laps or whatever at full speed. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, sent her out there, sent her out there and they ran her and ran her and yeah she won and he was all like hey she she came in first with that and it's like she wasn't ready for that level of yeah she did what they asked um and the next day she had blown up like a balloon it was it was pretty horrible she couldn't even bend her neck we were away like he did this like that's why I do wonder if it was a bit of a malicious thing because mum was away for work and I'd gone away for the week to visit with her. Um, and it's in that time that, yeah, I don't know. He could have been just trying to be helpful, like we're away and, oh, I'll take this horse to go get worked and and stuff and make progress. Or it could have been a how dare you guys leave, you know, um, and not yeah, not be here to pay attention to me sort of thing. I'll punish you for, for leaving so that you don't feel like you can leave without worrying that I'm going to do something awful. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know which one of those it was. It felt a lot like the second, um, a bit of a kind of manipulative maliciousness. But, yeah, that kind of that did lower my enthusiasm with horses a lot. Like, I don't think it had quite the... I think it was supposed to make me feel like I had to be around all the time to make sure I took care of them, but instead it was like, well, I better not get attached to them. Um, I better not like them too much. Um, so, yeah, that was really disappointing because, yeah, um, 
my uncle called me and told me that yeah she just her, all her legs had swollen up and she couldn't eat because she couldn't bend her neck like she couldn't lean down to eat um like it completely cooked her she was cooked um so yeah so um I had yeah got my uncle to to like he would hold the feed up for her to eat and um I came back as soon as I could um I think it was still a, a day or two um and yeah used a lot of lavender tea on her which seemed to help with the the bruising and yes yeah, so after that unfortunately she was she was very cranky very very cranky I guess because she was in pain and um and yeah could never could never race her after that like we've had her in the car a few times but you couldn't run her fast without her just just kind of being like no nah, this hurts too much so unfortunately that put paid to her racing career um uh pretty disappointing um and then we kind of we kept her and uh once she was you know um like we kind of didn't feel like we could send her on because she got quite nasty after that she got um got quite cranky at people uh which isn't really a surprise she couldn't do what she'd she just naturally had wanted to race like she'd been running around after Eki uh, pretending to be a racehorse from a baby and then then that happened um so yeah no more no more racing for for Maddie uh but once she was a bit older and she stopped being sore we did try a lot of things to help with that um but yeah uh, now that she's now that she's full grown and and um whatever she is <laughs> I've lost track of how old all these horses are like she's at least she must be at least um oh I don't know maybe nine maybe ten um but yeah as she got older um we did have um a couple of foals from her uh we had Sunny and we had Scooby <laughs> Scooby's a, a bit of a um, funny horse. He's very trusting, but he doesn't think things very much. Like um, an example is like we he he had hurt his leg a little bit, um, put a cut on it, so we bandaged it just to just to make sure it wasn't going to get flies in it and gross stuff. And um, he <laughs> he was fine with it while we were there, but then when we left and he realised, hey, this is still stuck to my leg. <laughs> had a bit of a, a bit of a freak out like um didn't hurt himself or anything but was just like oh my god oh my god there's a, something stuck to my leg and it's like dude it was there so after that we tried to like you know, you'd put something on him you'd, you'd shake it around and be like yeah see this is this is on you it's not just <laughs> it's not just gonna leave when we do it's still there oh dear um so yeah and Sunny, Sunny's a gorgeous girl. She's a gorgeous girl. She's um, uh, she's one of my favourites. But yeah, our enthusiasm for racing has gone down a hill a bit. I had some falls and and stuff out of the carts. Uh, might talk about it another time. <laughs> and um, 
and just uh, my dad passed away and, and a few things like that happened that just kind of took the enthusiasm level a bit out. So mum's mainly been writing them, teaching them written stuff and that's that's quite, I think, I actually suspect she enjoys that more sometimes. Um, though I suppose it doesn't have the high speed thrill of, of uh, racing. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that's enough for an episode. Um, actually, I wanted to to give a little horse fact, because I found a site with all horse facts on it that are kind of cool. So, what do we got? I want to share. A horse's teeth take up a larger amount of space in their head than their brain. And that's apparently from Live Science. Um, but I found the, the facts on doubledtrailers.com. <laughs> so they've got a, uh, 45 random amazing bizarre horse facts. <laughs> I don't know how random and amazing and bizarre they are, but I just thought they were interesting. Um, so keep safe. Have fun with your horses.